0: I'm Peter Medlin, and you are listening to Teacher's Lounge from WNIJ. If this is your first time hearing our show, good news. It's a simple idea. We've all had teachers in our lives who inspired us and helped shape who we are, and we want to hear about the educators who've inspired you and the people who deserve a spotlight in your community. Every educator we have on this show, whether it's a teacher or coach or professor or counselor, is nominated by the people who listen to the show. So please do be a part of the show. And tell us about the person who comes to your mind. Email us your denominations and your story ideas at teacherslounge at niu.edu. And right now, I am in my car. I hope the audio is somewhat bearable at Doomer School in Sandwich, Illinois. And if you're a longtime listener of this show, you might know that I am from... Sandwich, Illinois, in fact, I went to school for fourth and fifth grade right at the school that I'm in front of, and I can see baseball fields that I used to play at, and the reason that I'm doing this, the reason I'm here right now is because this week on the show is Kara Ryan. She's a physical education teacher who specializes in adaptive PE for students with disabilities, and she has taught fourth and fifth grade general physical education in Sandwich at Doomer for nearly a decade. And guess what? This is where it gets kind of interesting to the show, which is that nearly 10 years ago, I got to help teach PE to fourth and fifth graders with Kara at this same school. It was in my senior year of high school and I got the chance to help out, you know, work on some lesson plans, kind of do some job shadowing, all of that good stuff. And honestly, for the host of a podcast called Teacher's Lounge, this is as close as I've ever gotten to being a teacher. And so this is where I used to park in the afternoon when I came out to help. And you know set up a capture the flag game or something I believe that was one of my lesson plans I feel like it went pretty well I can't remember specifically but yeah I will tell the story about how I got to help teach fourth and fifth grade P class and we will catch up it's been about a decade and I was really excited to hear how she was doing and how Kara has changed as a teacher in the near decades since I've seen her and talk about her passion for adaptive physical education. Man, I hope this audio really does turn out because I did drive an hour or so to my hometown to record this audio. Didn't even call my mom while well, I was telling her that I was coming out here, but you know what? She's at school anyway. This is her first, last day of school. She's about to start her last year as a teacher, so shout out to my mom. But man, I hope this audio turned out well for me driving out all the way here. and I'm back in the studio. Okay, so now before our conversation with Kara, I wanna bring you a story that I'm really excited to share. As war continues in Ukraine, a group of teenage students from just outside of Kyiv are taking a much needed reprieve in their town's American sister city, Rockford, Illinois. Two Ukrainian girls dance across the stage at Rockford's historic Coronado Theater. It's one of their last days in the U.S. before they head back home. The chaperones, some of them parents and their teenage friends, smile as they watch them waltz. There hasn't been much to smile about over the past six months. Thousands of Ukrainians, many of them civilians, have been killed by Russian forces. And at least a million Ukrainians have been illegally detained in Russia. Vladislava Vysha is one of the students from Brovery, Ukraine, visiting Rockford. She says the 11-day respite from the war has been emotional and joyful.
1: It's just like a fresh breath, I guess.
0: But she can't totally distance herself from the war either, not even from 5,000 miles away. Not when her family and her friends are back home and she still gets missile alerts on her phone.
1: Sometimes it's like no alarms yeah. a day, and some it can be like 10 alarms or even more. It depends on a day.
0: She's 16 and about to start her last year in school, but she hasn't really decided on a career path. Maybe something in communications. It's hard for any teenager to plan for the future, let alone in a war zone.
1: Of course, we'll back home. We'll help some, somehow as the kids can help at least.
0: Her dad is in the military. And at the beginning of the war, he was stationed close to home and she got to see him once a week. But unfortunately, not anymore.
1: Four months ago, he like went to another region. That's why I haven't seen him for four months. Yeah.
0: Her hometown of Brovery and Rockford are sister cities, and normally that means that leaders from each town keep in touch, swap ideas for things like business and public safety, but when the war broke out, Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara says they started asking the Brovary Mayor's office what supplies and aid they needed.
1: We've raised over $300,000 and we have shipped more than a quarter million meals over to Brovary, and we have also shipped over more than 10 pallets of medicine. And right now we're looking at uh, one of their needs is generators. So we're looking at purchasing generators and getting those
0: shipped over. Valislava says those supplies have been beneficial.
1: Uh, when it was almost nearly under occupation, Elderly people or someone who cannot to live the city or something were there, and this food was really helpful.
0: Then in June, McNamara says they got a different kind of request from their Brovery partners. Would Rockford be willing to welcome 17 students and a few parents for a few weeks? He says he reached out to area leaders like at the YMCA who were immediately game to help house and feed the students. Fewer than two months later, they made it to the U.S. The students took a few trips to Chicago, up to Madison, Wisconsin, and they enjoyed local Rockford attractions like the Nichols Conservatory and the Coronado. McNamara says a chaperone told him that while all the tourist stops have been fun, the best part of the trip was a bit of peace of mind. They just replied back being able to sleep through the night and not hear bombs. The mayor says that Rockford is one of, if not the only U.S. city that's partnered with a Ukrainian city to give kids a break from the anxieties of war. And Vladislava is already looking forward to the day when the war is over and friends from Rockford can come to Ukraine so she can show off the churches, the sports, the food, everything that makes Brovery beautiful. Some war-related headlines have already fallen off the front page in America. But Vladislava has a reminder for Americans who want to help.
1: We appreciate everything and if someone wants to help or something or support, there is donations, different, the war is not over.
0: The city of Rockford partnered with several local organizations and humanitarian aid groups to create the Brovery Relief Fund. And information on how to donate to the relief fund can be found at gorockford.com slash brovery. Brovery is spelled B-R-O-V-A-R-Y. Okay, now it's time for my conversation with Doomer Elementary School of Physical Education and Adaptive PE teacher, Kara Ryan. It's been like almost 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> I, think. I know.
2: It's, You're like all grown up.
0: <laughs> I know. It, it's funny. I was doing the math just a couple minutes before there because I was like, okay, so that was 2014. And so then I, I was adding up the years and I was like, so the kids that would have been in that fifth grade class yeah. would have just finished their freshman year of college this year. Yeah. And so that made me feel appropriately old too.
2: <laughs> You're like, wait a second.
0: And then I'm yeah, like, wait a. I guess yeah. I'm like, wild. yeah. I guess I am old. That's, that's I, I don't know how that happened, but I guess that's that's how it works. Dang. Just get old, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, the other fun part about it too is that you know like so we've been doing this show for like close to three years now. We've got like more than 80 episodes. We've done a ton of stuff. And I clearly like we talk about, you know, I'm on every episode. So we talk about my background and stuff. And so Sandwich comes up quite a bit, but you're actually the first Sandwich teacher that has been on this show. So this is an exciting day for us. This is a glass ceiling that you're bringing. very
2: exciting. Well, thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) You know, so you're still at at Doomer right now, right?
2: I am. Yeah. So I'm teaching Gen Ed PE there um, a couple days a week. And then actually after, shortly after um, you were at, you know, in my classroom for that Mm -hmm. short amount of time, um, I went to go get my master's in adapted PE. So now I'm teaching um, adapted PE for our whole school district. So K through 21. Um, so, the, you know, helping students with special needs in the PE setting. So I do that a couple days a week and then I do gen ed PE a couple days. A so
0: you week. get to bounce around the different buildings.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How has that cool. been for it? Do you really like it?
2: I love it. That's like, definitely like the most favorite part of my job is I love adaptive PE. Like it's my passion. That's what I always wanted to do. So, um, but they didn't have a program at Western Illinois where I went. Um, so I got that master's from Northern Illinois and then the school district hired me as their adaptive PE teacher. So it was very cool. I'm so happy to be doing it. So, yeah.
0: Could you, could you really like briefly explain a little bit of like what adaptive PE looks like for people that maybe don't know what that means?
2: Sure. Of course. So, um, so for our students who may have, um, special needs, physical challenges, um, you know. Certain parts of PE could be difficult for them, or they may be needing extra help. So that's where my role comes in and I find new ways to get them included into the classroom and I work with the gen ed PE teachers to make sure that they get the most out of their PE experience that they can. So I go to all of their IEP meetings and I plan all their um, goals and stuff in their IEP so that uh, we're trying to make progress every year in terms of like physical ability so um, it's kind of different from the. I know it's usually you think of like special education as you know their like core subjects but that's where I would come into play with like the PE portion so
0: that's really cool that you get to be in the like uh, IEP meetings too because again I think when people think about special education Mm -hmm. right like that a lot of times those teachers have such a you know deep relationship with those students because they get to, you know, be in those meetings, they get to talk to the family and stuff. And I don't think people would realize that that PE would be a part of that. It's really cool.
2: Yeah, it is very neat because we basically those IEP meetings, we all come together as a full team. So that would be if the student receives any physical therapy or occupational therapy or speech or any of those things, vision therapy, and then there's their special education teacher and then the adaptive PE teacher and then um, parents and all of those people are all on the team. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, cool. I, you know, I, I, I want to give people, like, a, a bit of a context for, like, how we know each other and how and what that looked like. Because, again, I interview teachers, like, almost every single day. But I I am, and my you know, my mom was a teacher. My stepmom's a teacher. So we got a lot in there. But, you know, I am not a teacher, but as close as I ever got, like in being in a classroom <laughs> weekly was with you 10 years ago, which was just like, you know, helping out with some some you know, day-to-day classroom operations. I think we did like one or two, I think we, like, I like helped out with one or two lesson plans and like planning activities back in the day, what? but like how I got into that in the first place was, if you remember, I was in a sports medicine class yes, I at know. the <laughs> Indian Valley Vocational at IVIC. And so like pretty much everyone in my class there was doing their internships at like physical therapy clinics. Yes. And so like I the year before I had done like so like before your second year when you do your internship you do like a couple weeks worth of job shadowing. And so I did some job shadowing like junior year at a physical therapy clinic and after like 3 days the guy that was the head of the clinic was like Peter, don't be a physical therapist. And I, and it wasn't because I was like terrible or anything. Like it wasn't because I was awful at it. It was because it was like that program had just moved from being a bachelor's degree program to yeah. a doctorate program. And so it was like, you really better be passionate about physical therapy if you yeah. want to invest the kind of time and money that you're gonna have to do it. And the fact that I had like any hesitation, he's like, probably don't sink a hundred grand into this if yeah. you're not super sure. And so That left me at a weird place where I was like, I still really liked my uh, sports medicine class, but I definitely didn't want to intern at a physical therapy clinic. And somehow my teacher there was able to connect with you. I don't even know how that that happened.
2: Yeah, I don't know. They reached out and they were like, you know, we have a student and he's kind of like, He's not really sure what he wants to do, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's I was like, yes, yeah, send him over, I, you know. And really, honestly, you were the first person that's ever come into my classroom outside of you know, like, teaching assistants and stuff like that. Right. Um, we really don't get a lot of student teachers for PE and stuff like that, so I don't know. Yeah, have you was... had
0: many people since then, like student no. teachers, anyway? No,
2: that's... I know there have been a few, maybe from IDVIC. To have stopped over at Haskin probably just because of like, the being proximity. Able to- yeah, but like, no, that that's been it basically. So that's
0: funny. We have a student who doesn't really know what he wants to do. It's kind of the story of my entire education experience, <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to luck out and like in college, basically like guess journalism was going to be right, and luckily I guessed correctly, and yeah. that did end up being a good fit for me. Oh, but that's so funny that they framed it that way because it did it did feel exactly like that. But like we have someone we don't really know what to yeah, do with them. Like,
2: he just wasn't really sure what he wanted to do, but. <laughs> I just ran across your, um, the other day was like going through my files and like making sure everything was organized. And I looked and and there was your, like, you know, your mock lesson plan and everything from when you were a student at IBIC. It was all there. So
0: I always think of that experience though, right? Since I, I yeah. talk to teachers all the time, I'm in classrooms talking to students all the time, but the closest I ever got to like doing lesson plans and actually like that was with you. And I, you know, I, I was thinking about it because I always... Since that experience, I've always joked about how with like teachers I've had and with like st- like fellow students and stuff, I've always joked that that fourth and fifth grade age range, mm-hmm. I think is actually like the ideal age to teach. I actually do think it's like the perfect range where i was always like you know they're just old enough to be able to like work independently be able to do everything they can on their own but they're not quite old enough to be super jaded about (laughs) school yet and they haven't hit that like peak middle school sarcasm phase yet
2: yeah Yeah, (laughs) it is is very it's a very nice age level so i definitely enjoy it so
0: and so i mentioned that we've had a ton of episodes of the show we've had like 80. i think that you are the second physical edu- education teacher we've had on this show, which is oh, cool because okay. I, I always want to make sure that, yeah, I always want to be like, are we actually getting like a good representation or are we just having like high school English teachers yeah. over and over again <laughs> or something like that? But I was thinking back on that conversation that I had had with the other PE teacher and um, her name is Shelly Tranchita. She's a great, she's a high school teacher in Sycamore. Oh, okay. And so I was thinking about the conversation that we were having and it was like right in like 20, it was last year like as people were starting to come back fully in person and she was talking about kind of like how the pandemic and like the lessons that she learned from there has like impacted how she thinks about physical education and I know that for her at the high school level she was telling me a bunch about how she had really started incorporating a lot of like meditation and mental health related stuff within the physical education. I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah. And so I was kind of curious generally to ask you about like over the last 10 years of teaching, Mm -hmm. how much you feel like what you think of as physical, physical education and how you approach teaching it, how much you feel like it's changed for you?
2: Yeah. Well, that is like a great question because honestly, it has changed so much for me because going from like teaching in Joliet, like that was an amazing experience. I feel like your first teaching experience is always like you just learn so much from it. You, can, you can't you can take enough out of that experience. Like it's just, it's pretty, pretty amazing. But so I took all that, but that was more like a brand new PE program in Joliet. So basically had to create something from nothing. You know, they'd never had PE before. So that was definitely eye-opening, working with a team of teachers to create curriculum and decide what we were gonna teach. And that wasn't all handed to us. That's like here you go, here's your classroom. Now teach them something. You know they, did, like, they
0: didn't have PE before you got there?
2: No. I guess they had like the waivers from the state or something in Joliet, and they, they did not have to have PE. The teachers, the classroom teachers were teaching PE.
0: I don't even know what that would look like. i so am <laughs> just either. doing jumping jacks no. in between language arts lessons.
2: I uh, know. I think I would like to see that at some point. So you got
0: like a ground up.
2: Yeah. It was it was definitely eye-opening. So we definitely like we all planned together. We were all young. I mean, we were all fresh out of college. Like it was it was a lot of fun. It was a great group of teachers to teach with. And then, you know, I had the opportunity to come to Sandwich um when my daughter was born and, you know, I, I took it. So, and then my husband also got hired with me as a PE teacher in sandwich. So he also was with me and Joliet. So we're both PE teachers, but now he's soon, you know, moved on to be a principal. So um, he did classes and did all that and is loving that as well. But moving forward, you know, that was, like where it started to be like, okay, we need to teach things that these these kids are going to be able to do like forever. Not just like, you know, I like to get them involved in things where they're going to say like, yes, I want to go golf. I want to go do something outside of like the classroom, not just like, here's this unit, do this, do that, do this. Like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like,
0: Yeah. I think in education, a lot of times over the last couple of years, I've heard people describe Especially like when you're at the elementary or like intermediate level where you're like you're not just thinking about like where they're at this moment, but you're right. kind of thinking about like how like where do we want right. them to be when they graduate? What do we want their like, you know, the things right. that they've learned for that lifestyle to be. And it seems like right. that's kind of and weird. in that
2: moment as a new teacher, you're just like thinking about like what units am I supposed to be teaching? Like, okay, we have to do it in this order. This is what makes the most sense. And it's like at some point you just have to realize like you know, they also need to be part of planning what goes on. And I love that sandwich kinds of allows some of that. We we take student interest surveys and find out what things that they're interested in. What do you want to do in your PE class this year? And then we kind of move from there, which is really awesome. I can't say that the younger ones like, you know, are saying that they want to work on like yoga or meditation or those types right. of things. We kind of do have to incorporate some of that for them. But, um, you know, after they do it, they realize, like, it is helpful to know those, like, coping te- techniques for, like, stressful times or, you know, in times of COVID, you know, like, a lot of our students needed some time to reflect and realize that, like, it's okay to just be quiet with yourself sometimes and not hear all the noise around you. So
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because, like, you definitely have to frame that in a different way with fourth and fifth graders than you do... Oh, yeah. With you know, eleventh or twelfth graders having yeah. to try to, especially during a pandemic, which is probably especially at the beginning was kind of hard for them to wrap their minds around as is. Mm-hmm. To be like, now we're talking about coping techniques and also yeah. you know maybe trying to get a little exercise into. I, I definitely wanted to ask about that because right like during the pandemic, every single classroom got shaken up a lot, but yeah. probably not many as much as PE like the fundamental things about the way that you teach that class had to be extremely different. I was curious how that experience was for you. And do you feel like there was any, like, were there any silver linings of things that you learned through that experience, whether it be like techniques or technology that you feel like you've been able to take back with you?
2: I know I'm like thinking about thinking back, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like some of it, I have definitely been like, I'm blocking that part out of my career, but like
0: (laughs) fair enough, fair enough. Yeah.
2: But I will say like, as far as like being a PE teacher in the pandemic, I've heard like so many stories from other PE teachers as well, like on like having to teach outside regardless of weather or anything like that. They've been outside for the last like two years, basically like, but there are factors in that, like being outside in the heat all day long, like being outside in the cold all day long because the kids are only out there for a very short amount of time you know but the actual teacher is out there for the entire day so um it's definitely it was it was difficult at times and then as far as like sharing equipment and stuff that you know they didn't allow any of that so anything basically where one student touched a piece of equipment they wouldn't allow another you know so it was a lot of creativity involved in the things that we taught you know
0: (laughs) Well, you're right, though, that like I wouldn't blame you at all if that that experience was like so vastly different to how you want to do things that you'd be like, okay, maybe we just are going to go back and do things the way that we were doing it before. But I do think it's fascinating to be like, was there anything about that experience, even how weird it was, that we feel like kind of worked or we can incorporate into the way that we do things now, whether it be like a piece of technology or is it like those, you know coping strategies or or whatever, you know,
2: it was just a, a, a whole like new world for all of us. We just took it. Honestly, we were like planning. I mean, obviously we were planning tons of activities and stuff like that, but like just constantly researching new ways to come up, to do things that the kids would be able to get enough exercise. And, you know, there were, there were other parts of that too, where, you know, we had to carefully choose all the activities that we did, because they were still wearing masks. And at one point, they were still wearing masks outside for Mm -hmm. me. So like, the whole cardiovascular part of PE, you know, you're having them, you want them to be able to get enough exercise, but like, having them wear a mask, and then there were parents that were concerned, it was just a whole mix of things that like went on with all that, where you had to just kind of balance everything and try to, you know, make it the most the most opportune situation for everybody but it's like you can't make everybody happy all the time but we tried so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was an interest I bet it was really fascinating once people came back in person I know that like this idea of of like potential learning loss was a big topic of conversation for some people but like I know that just like students coming back and having to figure out the social aspect of being yeah. in school how was that once students got back did you feel like it felt a little bit different than it did in the past once they got back?
2: Uh, Most definitely. Like the, the social part of my classroom was like almost gone. Like the kids did not know how to interact with one another. Um, I felt like they were like craving physical touch. However, like you have all these people saying, don't touch anybody. Like, it's just, it was so hard for them. I felt, I felt for them. Like I, I tried to make it the most positive experience for my kids possible. Um, Definitely. We were teaching from the ground up with social, social skills, like starting, starting over, like, you know, um, cause two years of lost social interaction and, you know, lost learning. Yes. I mean, yes, there probably was situations where, you know, not as much was taught or they had to choose like what they really wanted to get across as far as like curriculum. But social skills, I mean, you were that was whatever you were doing at home with your family during that time. So uh, yeah,
0: which is like clearly important during, you know, whether it be a math class or science class or whatever. But I feel like there is something specific to phys ed. About being comfortable in a social environment because so yeah. much of it is about like feeling physically comfortable to kind of express yourself in that way, yeah. yep. which I think like is almost even more difficult than in a traditional classroom.
2: Well, and we had a lot of students come back from all of that and just were, you know, they weren't nearly as active as they normally would have been. I mean, and, you know, all sports weren't going on and like all after school programs and things that they would normally be exercising and being active in, you know, that was all taken away. So when they came back and we started our class, I was like, wow, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> you know, we have a lot yeah. of work, but, um, you know, they honestly, like they did so well. I I was really so proud of the students. they, they they handled it well and they they persevered and they did great and honestly like I've had this year the biggest jump in my um my SLOs or you know my my student learning goals they've gained the most this year out of any other year and I think it's just because we were starting at a lower you know we were starting at a lower point but it still means that they're making growth gains in my classroom so that's really what we're what we're shooting for and they they did so good this year I was so proud of them so
0: that's awesome yeah I I do feel like being active was so different and weird especially during the first like six months of the pandemic in 2020 I joke that like our new national pastime where people like doing slow laps around their neighborhood just like walking in circles around their house
2: (laughs) oh my gosh that's funny that's great Yeah, you know, we had to just take it where it was. It was like, okay, you know, I I teach with another another, uh, PE teacher, you know, she teaches on the days where I do the adapted PE out in the district. And the first time she came to teach, she was like, Oh my goodness. Like we have so much work to do. With us. <laughs> we sure do.
0: I know it probably felt in some ways kind of similar to like you're back at your, your first job in Joliet, building up the program from the ground up As now you're having to, you know, after yeah. they've been gone for two years, you kind of have oh, to build yeah. everything up again. Right.
2: For sure. For sure. But now I feel like we're, we're there. Like, yeah. you know, it helped though, having them like five days a week again, this last year, you know? um that year where we were only really seeing them for two days a week was it it was rough right and and then it was like two days online but it was it was hard so and then planning all the lessons online and you know they were expected to do all of their academic stuff online and then check into pe and then it was hard for them they're so little like i just you know know,
0: were there any tech things that you like used during the pandemic that you think are like still have a place in your classroom and curriculum now uh
2: yeah I mean honestly like I don't use as much of the technology in PE just because like of the size of our classroom and like right. how many students are in there like 50 students yeah I mean some of the technology that we use on a daily basis but like not anything like I, I personally was like, I know that they don't really want to look at a screen anymore. So.
0: <laughs> I think they've had their fill of that. I think they've, they've had, had plenty.
2: I'm like, you're good. But, you know, for some of the um, data recording and like personal fitness goals and stuff like that, you know, we created a lot of documents for all that kind of stuff. And we still use a lot of that. So um, that, that, yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah. You know, so you mentioned your husband was a, was a PE teacher, too. Yeah. And I want to take a minute to dive back into your teacher origin story here, which I I feel like I probably heard a little bit of 10 years ago. But I'm interested in how you got involved. What made you want to go into education in the first place?
2: Yeah, you know, I was kind of thinking back, like the reason I was kind of chuckling when you were saying like, oh, you know, the student that didn't quite know what they wanted to do. Well, (laughs) that was me. So I I went into school, you know, undecided on what I wanted to do, which, you know, back then you, you, you should know what you want to do before you go to school, right?
0: Yes. It was Um, deeply terrifying for me too.
2: (laughs) But I didn't know. So, um, I went into school, into Western Illinois (laughs) undecided on what my major was. And, um, and then while I was there, I I ran track while I was at Western and that's how I met my husband. What Uh, were
0: your, what were your events in track?
2: I ran, um, the 100, 200 and 400.
0: Oh, so you were a sprinter?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Do you, when, do you get to, every once in a while go and, and let loose on the track out there <laughs> by the football field still, do you get much sprinting in or <laughs> have you retired
2: have a really stressful day? Just had yeah, yeah
0: Yeah. <laughs> just get a, get in a, a quick hundred meters. Yeah.
2: No, it's definitely. Like I obviously like, I love track, so I do teach like a big section on track cause I feel like a lot of our students benefit from being part of that. It's not a sport where, you know, many, they don't really cut people from the track team. So there's something for everybody there. I like it, there's jumps or, you know, there's sprints, there's long distance, there's throws, you know, you can do a lot of things. So I like to promote that sport because I feel like it's a great way for students to get involved. But um, so my husband and I met on the track team and then I started, you know, kind of just thinking about what I wanted to do. And I loved like being in an active, you know, an active place. I didn't want to like work a job where I had to be seated all the time. I don't do well when I have to sit for long periods. So um, I decided that I wanted to try it out and I ended up loving it. Um, Loved being with the students. And I did have like quite a few opportunities to be with students with special needs. And that's where I was starting to be like, oh, wait, I really want to be an adaptive PE teacher, but they didn't have the program at that time. So um, I just decided to go for the K-12 PE. And then um, after I had both of my kids, I decided I'm getting my master's in adaptive PE. So um, that's where my true passion is. So
0: yeah. Was your husband a sprinter too?
2: My husband was a decathlete. So, um, yeah, so he did like all 10 events. So it'd be like pole vault sprints. He did, um, the mile, he did all the hurdles, everything jumps, triple jump, you know, did it all. Um, they throw the javelin and in college, you know, so he did that.
0: Which is just an awesome thing to be able to do. I mean, there, there's, there's not much cooler than being able to throw a spear, you know, like it's the uh, best.
2: That's pretty much <laughs> the coolest thing ever. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he did that and we met there and that was the beginning. So it was pretty cool. And then we ended up like it's not very often that you really get hired together, but somehow that happened for us in both places, which was pretty unique. So
0: yeah, that's what we not did not just once but twice you guys got right. hired at the same place. That's right. That's pretty incredible actually.
2: Yeah, it, we felt very fortunate. I was like this is it's either meant to be or I don't know, but like <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. So Yeah. Um, yeah, and then after I got my masters, he went on to go get his masters in administration and then he became a assistant principal and now he's the principal of one of the elementaries here in Sandwich so
0: Oh which which elementary school is he at now?
2: He's at Prairie View Elementary.
0: Oh yeah it's listen I went there for kindergarten I think. Oh <laughs> I went I went full K through twelve in, in Sandwich. I you know I I I was in fourth and fifth grade gym class in that same oh. classroom that you're still in.
2: <laughs> I know it's so awesome. I love yeah, it. <laughs>
0: I love that you guys met on the track team, too. I, I always want to I, – I forget if I told you, but my, my family are all distance runners. Oh, okay. So, like, my dad is – my dad's, like, a machine, like, marathoner. Like, in his 60s, still, like, doing, like, two or three marathons a year.
2: Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. Like
0: he's incredible. My brother's done a couple marathons. I've done two halves. So, like, if you, if you put them wow. together, I've done a marathon, but they were two years apart. But I've wow. done – actually but one the second one i did more more recently my dad missed like read the map and so we actually did more like 15 and a half piles. Mm-hmm. but i always want to encourage people to try running because i think yeah. it's so it's so fascinating which like obviously if you're in like track there is a competitive part of it that is like yeah. literally you versus someone else yeah. or you versus someone like a couple other people But so much of running is so, and I know this is like a cliche, but so much of running is just like you versus yourself.
2: It is though. It totally is. Which is
0: such a unique challenge, I feel like, for people getting into it and being at a younger age.
2: Yeah. That's like, that's really cool that you're, I mean, that's a a hard thing to do when you're older, like run like that. It's not easy all the time. So that's...
0: He certainly makes it look like it is you know, when, when your dad is nearly 65 and, and just like, oh yeah, no, we just did, just went out for an easy 18 today. It was kind of, it was kind of hot outside. So I cut it a little bit short and you're like, that's ridiculous.
2: No big deal. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: you know, I, one of the last questions I had for you was about, you know, we have a lot of teachers on here. And so generally we have a common theme that a lot of the teachers we have on went into education or one of the reasons they were inspired to go in was because they had a teacher at some point in their education journey that they really loved or really inspired them to want to do it. Was there anyone for you either, you know, in your college program or just any time before then during your education journey, any teacher that really stood out to you and kind of, even if you knew it or not, inspired you to want to be a teacher yourself?
2: Yeah, I actually, um, I did have a teacher that I definitely looked up to and like, she opened my eyes to like a whole new world of like, I don't know. I I guess I could say like enjoyment while you're learning. Like, I guess, I don't know. I appreciation of something that you weren't too interested in because it was my history teacher. And I don't really love, I didn't love world history. That was the class it was. Mm -hmm. And her name was Mrs. Conway. And she just had such a way about her of connecting with all the students and like, finding a way to make us interested in in something that I think she knew we weren't all interested in. So that was at Rosary high school. Um, that's where I went in Aurora. So, um, but she, she was just such an, such an awesome lady. Like I, I definitely think about her often and wonder how she's doing, but um, very neat lady. So that was, I her. love
0: it. Yeah. All right. Well, one of the last questions we always ask people is, kind of just like, what's something, and I'll, we can ask this actually about both adaptive PE and then just <clears throat> in general, you know, PE or, or teaching at large. But starting with adaptive, I'm curious, like we always ask what's something that you think is more important than people might realize or just like, what's something you wish more people knew about when it came to adaptive PE? What's something you wish more people knew about?
2: Um, adaptive PE, definitely like the main thing that I wish more people knew was that all students have a place in the classroom and like the, the, the old school thought of like, well, you know, that student, student has a disability or whatever. Um, you know, they can't do that activity. That is 100% not true. We like to break that barrier and just say, you know, what can this student do? Because I like to call it like, you know, promote like more of the, not what they can't do, but let's promote like what they can do in class. Like, And I think like, if you think way back when, you know, I'm sure you could probably think of a time when you had some type of a student in your classroom that had special needs that was somewhat like left out of an activity or like couldn't, wasn't included for some reason.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: That is definitely my passion is making sure that every student in the classroom they have a purpose in there so whether it might not look the same it might not be the exact same but like they definitely are needing to be included in all activities that are presented so um that's why i'm so passionate about it but um yeah so that's definitely the part that i wish more people would realize like and you know spreading that across your district, I feel like is the way, like I'm so lucky I work in such a, a small district. I get to work with all of the PE teachers there. So, you know, finding ways for all these students to get included. I don't get enough time doing the adapted PE, but I wish that like I did that all the time because I just have such a, I don't know. I, I just wanna make sure that all of those students are feeling like they should feel they should feel included and they should feel proud of themselves and they should be able to be active and, you know, do what they can in the classroom. But a lot of that is me showing them like, Hey, try this instead of that. And, you know, you'll be able to do it. Like, so it's, it's very cool.
1: It's I love
0: cool that. Yeah. yeah, that is really cool. And then the again, the last question is just the same thing, but you can apply this to teaching writ large or about just physical education in general, something that, you think is more important than people realize you know we hear a lot on the show that you know uh, teachers aren't as appreciated as as they should be in a lot of ways and feel like they don't get as much respect as maybe they could And I know that the last few years have been difficult so just in general what's something about teaching that you wish more people knew or again you can just it could be a a lesson that you've learned about teaching over the last you know 10-15 years that that you've been doing it.
2: I would say, like, you know, for, for PE, a lot of times we get a bad rap, like, whether it be like, oh, it's so easy to teach. <laughs>
0: or, <laughs> yeah. You
2: know, um, and as you know, because you were in my classroom for a while there, um, you know, it's not always as easy as people think it is. Um, but also, you know, our we are able to teach so many things in our classroom um, that I feel like I, I sure hope that that PE is always here to stay because like we teach the cognitive aspect, we are teaching physical, social is involved. Like we, we have the whole student in our classroom. So um, I feel like, you know, if, if it's taught the right way, you know, our subject is a very critical part of the whole student, so.
0: All right, well, hey, thanks so much for for coming on. Again, I'm so happy that we were able to have to you on, have a sandwich teacher on. Again, I was there my whole time pretty much. So shout out, sandwich, shout out all my yes. people in Lake Holiday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to see you, and I'm like so proud of you and all that you've accomplished. So,
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm so happy to hear that that you're still doing well, and I'm happy to hear that you're doing all this really cool stuff with Adaptive PE. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to Teacher's Lounge. That's all we've got for you this week. As always, feel free to nominate a teacher in your life to be on our show. It's how we get great guests like Kara. Send them our way to teacherslounge at niu.edu along with all of your story ideas too. Don't forget those. And wherever you're hearing the podcast, please do subscribe, leave us a rating or share. Whatever you can do, it really does help us get more perspectives on the show. Please subscribe to the Teachers Lounge newsletter to keep up to date with everything having to do with the show. You can find a link to do that on this episode's webpage over at wnij.org. A big hearty thank you to the Northern Illinois band Kind of, for the awesome music you hear each and every episode. I've been your host, Peter Mudlin, and we'll be back with more Teachers Lounge very soon. See ya.